Hi, folks. Welcome to episode 79 of the Wealth on Any Income podcast. This is where we talk about money tips, techniques, attitudes, information, and provide inspiration. I'm your host, Rennie Gabriel. In past episodes, we spoke about how to create never-ending scene customer feedback solutions, merging psychology and technology, how to measure the level of pleasure based on where you spend your money, how to track your money in five to 10 seconds, what to look for on a net worth statement to see how close you are to complete financial choice. And last week, we had Jeff Mount talking about dynamic mapping process for your money. And today we have as our guest, Stefan Spencer. Stefan's an SEO expert, founder of the agency Net Concepts, and best-selling author. He has three books published by O'Reilly, The Art of SEO, Social E-Commerce, and Google Power Search. He's optimized the websites of some of the biggest brands in the world, including Chanel, Volvo, Sunny, and Zappos. Stephen hosts the podcast, Get Yourself Optimized, and Marketing Speak. Let me say it this way. When I say he wrote the book on SEO, I mean he wrote the book that folks like Jay Abraham rely on. Stefan, welcome to the Wealth on Any Income podcast. Thanks, Rennie. It's great to be here. Well, let's get started with some questions. Tell me, you know, I, I kind of figure out what you do, but why do you do it? I love reverse engineering algorithms, uh, systems, technologies. It gives me pride and, I don't know, just a sense of accomplishment to figure out a black box, something like the Google algorithm. Or when I was a kid, I, I figured out how to scrounge a satellite system before <laughs> everybody had one. And, and I basically paid nothing for it, installed a 10-foot dish in my backyard, so which I got for free. It was a big eyesore in the neighborhood. Anyway, so I love figuring stuff out. And uh, if there's no manual, that's even better. So I actually created or co-created that manual, which became the art of SEO. And that book is in its third edition, soon to be in its fourth. And it's over a thousand, well, no, almost a thousand pages right now. That may be over a thousand <laughs> by the time we're done with the fourth edition. But our publisher, O'Reilly, has warned us, don't go over that amount because <laughs> the bigger the book, the fewer copies sell. You know, it's a little daunting to get a thousand page book in your hands. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. And, and I can see that you have fun doing, I mean, you're earning a living doing what you enjoy as a human being. I, I do. And I'll tell you though, it's not all of what I'm supposed to do on this planet, right? I'm not, not here to just optimize people's websites. So they rank higher in Google. Uh, so it's, it's also a means to an end. And if I can help amplify people's message and their reach, if I can help them have an even greater impact, that's uh, that's fantastic. So I work through people uh, and their missions to fulfill my mission in part. And then also I have my own spiritual mission that I'm, I'm working on too with a self-help yeah. book I'm writing and all that. Yeah, we're, we're going to touch on that. And it makes sense because, you know, my podcast is about money, but 100% of the profits from the work I do are donated to charity. And so I'm the work I'm doing is helping to raise other philanthropists 
So it's not just about, oh, you know, let me talk to you about money. It, yeah, it, I understand, Stefan, it's a bigger picture than that. And, yeah. and along those lines, tell me about the cause that's most important to you. Mm, yeah. So I've been on the board of Impact Network for maybe it's five years now. And I do a lot of work with them, uh, supporting them. For example, every year I donate a, a full comprehensive SEO audit that they auction off on Charity Buzz. And uh, it's a $35,000 value all in. And I put that much effort into it as if they were a full paying client uh, to me, but none of that money goes to me. Whatever the the winning bid was, that goes to Impact Network. Yeah, it's just a, a, a nice way for me to give back in a way that uh, adds value in multiple ways to multiple people. It's a win-win-win. Yeah. And then and from yeah. what I understand, they help build schools and provide right. private education and the supplies to children in Africa, Africa right? Yeah, specifically rural Zambia. And uh, the way I found out about them, I believe there are no coincidences. So when you uh, just have this chance meeting or it just happens to be at exactly the right moment, I had just come back from a platinum partner trip. Uh, so Tony Robbins has this platinum partnership. I was part of that. And I had come back from Zambia just the week prior. This was in 2011. I'm at a different mastermind and I meet uh, the founder or co-founder of Impact Network, which, as I said, mm. operates in Zambia. What? I was just there and we spent a contribution day at a school rebuilding desks and painting mm. classrooms and so forth. This can't be a coincidence. Uh, I, I'm going to help you guys. And so I donated enough for them to build another school back then. And since then, you know, multiple, multiple times have I donated that kind of uh, money directly. And then through Charity Buzz, you know, that kind of impact and also uh, donating services to them to help them with their internet marketing. So yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great mission. It's not the only mission that uh, I participate in. There are other nonprofits that I, that, that I support, but that's one that's near and dear to my heart. Terrific. Thank you, Stefan. And so, well, tell me about your target markets. Uh, who are the people that you're looking to support besides like Volvo and Zappos? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I used to be so, I don't know if this is, you know, I'm just going to be uh, vulnerable, I guess, on, and, and candid with, with you and, and your listeners and say that I was kind of full of ego uh, when I was er, uh, younger and, and yeah. earlier in my, my career business journey, and I really wanted the big names. In fact, back in 2002 or one or something, I actually donated or gave a, a full SEO audit to Target, you know, target.com yeah. in exchange for a testimonial and mm -hmm. use of their logo. And that was fantastic. It really jumped us forward. But now I recognize that it's kind of an ego play to get all these big name brands. I don't need that anymore. I want to focus on companies, organizations that are doing good in the world, that are revealing light, either through the work of the founders or our executive team or the, the products and services or all the above. 
And that's way more important to me now than it being a recognized household name. So yeah, I kind of, that was a phase. Yes. I can say Sony. (laughs) I understand that, but I've been there. Yeah, I mean, I, I did work with Toyota Motors and various city governments and bankruptcy court, you know, the, the stuff people know about, but it's like, that's not where it's at for me either. It's helping the people. One of the expressions is the saddest thing is a broke philanthropist. <laughs> yeah. And I want to p- help people who want to be philanthropic get there financially because that's really where the power comes from. So it sounds like you and I have been on and are on this a very similar path. Yeah. Let's talk about, oh, let's see. Well, you're willing to be vulnerable. So what would you say was your biggest failure and what insight did you get from that? Okay. Well, I've, I've had plenty of failures. If you're not failing, you're not actually moving forward because right. you're not putting yourself out there, right? Failure, it's not win or lose. It's not succeed or fail. It's you're succeeding or you're learning. And who doesn't want to learn? So, yeah, all growth happens outside your comfort zone. So, the thing that comes to mind, I'll share uh, super quick two examples. One might seem like, oh, that's no big deal. But then the other one uh, definitely would (laughs) kind of shake anybody to their foundation. So, very early on in my uh, career and, and, and journey in my business, I was not really able to afford much marketing or actually any marketing. I was up to my eyeballs in student loan debt. I had uh, dropped out of my PhD program and I decided uh, to just hang up my shingle as an, uh, an internet marketer. Didn't have any training in business or anything, but I knew how to kind of figure things out as I alluded to earlier. So fresh out of uh, the master's program that I did finish that I abandoned PhD. I talked my way into an event, how to market on the internet was the (laughs) name of it. And it was a $2,000 event. I got in for free, but I was a volunteer and they gave me the job of mic runner. And, And that job meant I had the mic and I was a cheeky 24 year old. So as I see these big name people on stage giving information that I thought was incomplete or inaccurate, I decided to start chiming in because you know I had the mic, <laughs> which is not okay if <laughs> if you're the speaker or one of the panelists and and you, you get this upstart kid essentially uh, chiming in and and adding his two cents worth, that can get irritating. So I got de-invited to uh, day two of the event. <laughs> but I also got two really big clients from that. I had a stack of business cards from that event. All these people came up to me afterwards saying, you know more than the panelists. <laughs> like, it was really impressive. And two of those accounts ended up being worth a half million dollar each mm. in customer lifetime value. That's a million bucks that I wouldn't have gotten if I hadn't stuck my neck out like that. And done something that's socially inappropriate. I mean, in retrospect, I, I recognize the value of what I did, and I wouldn't change it for the world. But I was embarrassed, sheepish about it, and I didn't share this story for probably twenty years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> I don't know if we have time for another one, so maybe that's that, that's enough. yeah, not not necessarily. But uh, I think that's 
a, a great way of saying you can stick your neck out, you can be embarrassed, you can even be ostracized, and it can still pay off. Yeah. Um, but let me ask. Oh, and uh, the irony of it all was two, not even two months later, the same conference organization that put that event on contacted me to invite me to speak, chair, and do a, a post-conference workshop at how to market educational programs on the internet. And that launched my whole speaking career. Uh, Clearly the conference organizers didn't talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. The one at the other event would have said, no, don't even touch him with a 10 foot. Yeah. It, right. It works perfectly in the world. Let's talk about what are the common mistakes that you see that your prospects are making around SEO. Mm, yeah. There's so many. And, and it's not that anybody's being negligent, probably, right? Sometimes that happens. You hire a rogue SEO company and they're building low quality links and that gets you in a hole that takes a while to dig out of. Uh, you have to clean up your link profile because you've got all these toxic links and so forth. So that's negligence or uh, on, on somebody's part, <laughs> not necessarily yours. It could be that you just didn't know any better, hire yeah. the wrong kind of company. But oftentimes what happens is it's just a matter of not knowing what you didn't know or the developers, the, the whoever's working on your website, right? Content creators, just not knowing what they don't know. And that could include targeting the wrong keywords. It could include um, uh, misconfigurations of uh, the website. Like for example, a, a 404 error page, you know, not found. I've seen those. Doesn't, doesn't return a 404 status code in the in, in the code, right? Mm -hmm. Not in the HTML, but before in the um, in the server response, that should send a 404 status code, not a 200, which is okay, not a 301 to the home page or a 302; those are redirects to the home page, but a 404. And that little misconfiguration makes your site look like it has no end to it. It is an endless boundaryless website that just goes on forever. You can make up a URL and you don't get a 404, right? So yourwebsite.com slash blah, 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 whatever that blah, blah, blah is returns a 200. And that's a mistake that I've seen even really big companies make. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of little technical things to check when um, you bring in an SEO expert. And yes, you can read the book and try and figure this out on your own. But uh, there's also another book by Dan Sullivan and Ben Hardy called Who Not How. So mm -hmm. it's a lot easier just to get the right who and they, they come with the how rather than you trying to add yet another hat <laughs> that you have to wear and figure out the how yourself. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I kind of, that annoys me a little bit, um, and if you want to address it, great. If you want to pass on it, it's okay. But a lot of times you get emails from people who talk about being SEO experts and how they're going to have you rank on the first page of Google. And, you know, they're going to, I don't know, whatever they're going to provide. How legitimate is the people who say, I can put you on the first page of Google and what the heck does it mean anyway? Yeah. So on all counts, turn and run. <laughs> you get an unsolicited email, turn and run, all right? Because if they have time to uh, cold email people that they have no idea who you are, uh, like it's just from a list or something that they uh, scraped from the internet or something, 
they've got too much time on their hands. The really good SEOs are, are busy. And so that's one warning sign, unsolicited email, right? Second warning sign is we'll get you to the top of Google. For what? <laughs> what keywords? <laughs> if, it, if it's for Rennie Gabriel is a superstar, nobody is trying to target that because <laughs> nobody is searching for that. So I could say, I made you a page one uh, ranking right here for this five word phrase that nobody, mm, literally nobody is no using. Yeah. So that it, it, it's ridiculous. Um, now, if somebody tried to rank page one for super competitive uh, keyword, like uh, laptops or something like that. Yeah. Good luck. Because unless you're, uh, I don't know, Dell or, or yeah. Uh, Apple, it's just not going to happen. So that is, is a very unqualified uh, statement for somebody to make. We'll put you on page one in, on Google as if it's the front page of the New York Times. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Thank you, Stefan. Well, oh, um, by the way, there's a yeah. great way to learn about the quality of an SEO person or agency, just simply go to uh, my website, stephanspencer.com and grab the SEO BS detector, which mm. is a, a free PDF uh, download. It has a bunch of trick questions in it that you can slip into the interview process. Like, you know, tell me your process for optimizing my meta keywords. And the only right answer for that is what meta keywords, uh, those never counted in Google. Like, uh -huh. Yes, they say, well, you know, it's not as important these days as it used to be, but here's what we do. Again, turn and run. Perfect. Thank you. So do a favor and send that to me so that I can add it to the show notes. Okay. And I was going to ask you what one valuable free resource you could offer. Uh, that sounds like one of them for sure. But is there anything else that someone ought to check out on your website? Yeah, so there is another companion document uh, to this uh, SEOBS detector, and it's called my SEO Hiring Blueprint. It's a seven-step process to hire an SEO so that not only end up with a good SEO because you've qualified them through you know, the trick questions, but also before you even have a conversation with them, where do you go to find these folks and what kind of job request or RFP or whatever do you put out there. So that seven-step process is helpful as well. Terrific. So tell me what, this is probably going to, this will be our last question, but what are you currently working on? Ah, yeah. So I'm working on a self-help book. It's called Living in a Friendly Universe. And uh, subtitle is Skeptic's Guide to the Unseen World. Cool. Yeah. So I'm working on that. It's not out yet, but I am very passionate about helping people to connect with, uh, with their creator, with the fabric of creation as well, and just be more uh, spiritual. And it's just, it's, it's amazing to know that you're guided and protected and loved unconditionally. And uh, I've I was agnostic for the first 42 years of my life until I had my first spiritual awakening in India. And then I had another big one last year. And um, yeah, I just want people to know that they're not alone. And there is something that's beyond our physical bodies. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Stefan, for being on the show and being vulnerable. I appreciate that. You bet. You bet. 
And to my listeners, thank you for tuning in. You can listen to the Wealth on Any Income podcast on your favorite platform, and please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you'd like to know how books, movies, and society programs you to be poor and what the cure is, then log on to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. You'll hear my TEDx talk and can request a free 27-page roadmap to complete financial choice and receive a weekly email with tips, techniques, or inspiration around your business or money. Next week, we'll have Chris Williams talking about how to launch a profitable mastermind group in less than eight weeks and building something before you even know the market wants it. Until next week, be prosperous. Bye-bye for now.